Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 409, The Honey Hole Hunt, and I am your co-host and the guy who has been reminding his wife that he's a turkey hunter. And I'm your co-host and the guy who has drawn blood on the new hunting season. New hunting season. Dove season? Yeah, I just kind of view, well, squirrel opened first, but we have just re-entered a new hunting year in my mind. Yeah, summer ends. Yes. You have alligator season. Yeah, I haven't participated in that much. Goose. At least I'm talking about Alabama. Your goose season may actually be in the winter. We Uh, we have a September goose season, and then also you can hunt them. I think this is more of like the local geese season, and then you hunt the migratory geese later. Yeah. Shoot some yard geese. Yeah. Shoot some migrating geese. Sandhill cranes, I think. Are they in right now? I can't remember Sandhill cranes in right now or not. Uh, No, that's like during duck season here, like January. Okay. 
But but yeah, I went dove hunting Saturday and Sunday morning, and I got eight Saturday morning and twelve Sunday morning. So I had a fun little shoot. Yeah. Well, I hate that I didn't get any pictures of you with some fanned out birds. Yeah. Yeah. They were the ground was pretty wet Sunday morning. They all looked pretty rough. Yeah. To be honest. Gotta hate Especially that. after the dog had slobbered all over them and they, they weren't in the greatest shape, but they'll still eat good. The only thing uglier than a wet wild turkey is a wet, chewed up dove. Yeah. That that you shot and you know, their feathers just seem to fall off easy too. Yeah. But, they're tough. But for... it was good. I hunted a I hunted a public field Sunday morning and there was only, you know, probably a hundred people in that little field. Excellent. So but you had I, some birds. You killed twelve. Well, so I took a different strategy. Once I saw how many people were out there, I was like, I'm not going to go stand out there in that mess with my dog. So I just sat back and watched, and most of the doves were coming into the field from a certain corner. So I went to that corner and then noticed that most of the doves were flying over this bean field to get to the sunflower field. Mm-hmm. So I just sat 200 yards away from the actual field by this one tree out there, shot 12 all by myself. <laughs> there you go. It was pretty nice. Nothing wrong but, with that. Yeah, I just kind of, I just wasn't going to, I wasn't comfortable taking my dog in that. There was so many people. It sounded like a war. And you could, when a dove came in from like the west side of the field, it was like a wave of shooting. It started on the west, and then you just, they'd just be shooting, 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 and finally somebody knocked the thing down you know, two thirds of the way through the field. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a wave. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of doves this year, which is good. It's encouraging. We haven't had any hardly at all the past two years. So, well, I'm taking pops on a shoot Saturday. So hopefully there will be some birds flying. It looks like there's a chance of some rain. And I've got to say every dove hunt that I've been on where it's rained, has been a barn burner. Of a really? Shot. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever dove hunted in the rain, but I could see them, you know, be a lot cooler at least, and I could see them wanting to fly in it. And they fly all day long. That's good stuff. Yeah. So I may be giving you an update next week and say, yeah, I'm the guy that went on a dove hunt and shot a mockingbird, one Tweety bird, and four dragonflies. Yeah. But either way, it'll be fun taking the old man so it'll be a good time yeah so, so why are you having to remind miss tammy that you are a turkey hunter I, I figured she had that fully ingrained in her mind at this stage well you know this time of year she's just due a reminder it's ingrained <laughs> but you know when she wakes up at whatever time she gets up six forty-five, six fifty. i come home from the gym at seven o'clock and start running a diaphragm call as soon as i walk in the door that's the first thing she hears in the morning out of me that's a good reminder that is an excellent reminder and so i just have to ask the question are you guys reminding your spouses are you reminding your neighbors that you're a turkey hunter because there's never a bad time to start calling to start practicing so i've been practicing my dove call and been practicing my turkey calling so yeah. Nice. She got a nice dose of it this morning. And the, of course, you know, I walked in running the call and she was like, no. I said, well, I mean, oh, yeah. What other sound would you want to wake up to? I don't know. I can't think of a single thing. <laughs> Cannot think of a thing. So, yep, still running diaphragm call, still trying to get a little bit better. 
But I, I actually, I'm finding that I've been running it so much that I'm just getting lazy with it. You know, I'm, I'm calling just to call instead of actually trying to improve on something. Uh. And so I need to refocus, but still, it never is never a bad thing to have a diaphragm call in your mouth and be running uh. it. But yeah, I need to be focusing on just trying to improve one or two or three specific calls. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So, focus in. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good about my purr. I think I've drastically improved my purr since the end of turkey season. And that's good. Like I said, since then I've just kind of like, eh, you know, I'll just get in the truck and just. <laughs> you know, and I'm not just focusing on something. So yeah. anyway. Speaking of calling, are we going to get to hear some today? I believe you're going to hear some. You're going to hear a good amount of calling and then a good dose of silence. Sometimes the best call. Am I going to hear some September gobbling? Yes. Yes, you are. Mm. So, that gets me fired you got a, a fired up two-year-old early season in my honey hole. So this spot, I have killed a turkey on the same ridge the past four years on opening week mm-hmm. and i've hunted it five times total <laughs> nice so there was only once and i sh- got very close to killing one the one time i didn't get him i ended up getting him the next day but he skirted me by about 10 yards too far the first time but anyway i went in there this year i didn't even scout it this year because i was like you know what they're they're always there <laughs> right opening week yeah and the biggest key to success is every year, at least in my mind, I might, first year I heard four, I killed one, never went back. Second year I heard two, killed one, never went back. Third year I heard, I think I only heard one in there the third year and I killed him, never went back. And then this year I heard three, ended up having success and didn't go back. Mm-hmm. And next year I'll go in there, hopefully kill one and I won't be back. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's just how I've, I've done it for years now. And it, it's really nice to know that, hey, I'm not overshooting them. I can go in there. I'll be able to take one out. And then I'm just going to leave alone and do it again next year. You know, and so with this hunt, I didn't even scout. I just assumed and knew this ridge is, is the spot. So the, the ridge is hardwoods and it drops down into like a little bowl and there's a pond down there. And then behind where I was sitting is a creek bottom. And usually they're roosted in the creek bottom. And so I just sat on the ridge, first light, and got set up. And turkey gobbles, I mean early. He gobbled so early. And he is roosted by the pond. And he just, you'll hear it, he just lights it up. (laughs) And so I guess we just go ahead and jump in here, but... Basically, he gobbles on the roost. I've moved up. I've got a good setup on him. I'm up. I'm pretty much eye level with him where he's on the limb, and I'm on top of the ridge. And so I actually end up spotting him once it got light enough. I could see him up there with my binoculars. But nice. I end up calling a good bit to this turkey at the on the front end. And so we'll hop in here. I'm gonna give a midway check, and then so we'll have two segments. But Let's hop in here and join me for opening week of turkey season. All right. 
wide open heart of it between me and him that I'm on top of the ridge. So at this point, he just flew down, and as you can tell, he's just absolutely shredding it. Did he fly towards you, away from you, kind of even with you? So that was disappointing. He flew angled to the right and away. So, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't away, but it was wasn't towards me either. He lit in a little clearing, more in your direction, but farther away, distance wise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he lit in this little clearing, which made sense. Like, it looked like a good landing zone, you know, mm-hmm. and immediately blew up into strut down there. And so, once I got him was he? You could see him at that distance, so how far was he? Oh, it was so open. I mean, you know, yeah. open a week. There's not a leaf on the tree. He was probably 250 yards. Okay. And, which was really cool, because I got to watch him the whole way, you know. But, meanwhile, he's just shredding it, and I heard... They only gobbled twice, but there was two gobblers together that gobbled in the creek bottom, and I don't think you can hear them on the audio, but they hit it, and immediately I thought, I bet this guy, I'm on, it's a satellite bird, and the ones that just gobbled, that's the flock, 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so my strategy at that point became, I need to pull this turkey up here and make sure he understands I'm calling to him. So when he would gobble, I would cut into his gobble, like, hey, I'm interested in you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> make him feel all good about himself. And so anyway, I, I get him pretty torn up. He's strutting, and obviously he starts coming, and he's coming. And so we'll hop in here and finish this thing out. There's a pretty heavy dose of silence on my end at one point, but I'll explain that in a little bit. So cool. we'll we'll finish out this hunt, and we'll see you guys at the end.
got a glimpse of him moving right, but now he's being quiet. I can't see.
I just shot him at 10 yards. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you. That was too much. Mm -hmm. All right. So he ended up taking the piggyback ride out, as you heard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My ears are ringing from that shot. Yeah. So it was It was just spectacular. It was just unbelievable. I, I got to watch him for 200 yards coming through a hardwood, you know, ridge top and the reason i went quiet is because it was so open i knew if i kept calling to him he was going to be able to know exactly where i was and he's going to hang up yeah and so what i had been doing is calling i'm sitting on the very top and every time i called i was throwing it behind me and cupping my hand and trying to make it sound like that hen is just 10 yards further behind me you know to where he couldn't see her Mm -hmm. and he comes up there, and when he got to 60, he just stares at me. I mean, like, we're just looking right in each other's eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, gave me that death stare, and he's just sitting there, sitting there, and I'm like, oh, man, this is it. I knew, like, this is it. If he keeps coming, he's done. If he, or, or this is the point where he's going to wing shuffle and head out, you know? Yeah. And he stared and stared, and then he rips a gobble, and starts marching right at me. And I'm like, all right, it's on. And so he gets to 40. I got my bead on him at that point. I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready for it to end. He gets to 30. I'm really enjoying it. You know, I don't want it to end. He's not strutting. He's just walking. I can hear him now in the leaves. You know, tsh, tsh, tsh. gets to 20. At this point, I'm shaking so bad. I'm like, he's going to see me. I'm, I'm shaking so bad. And I ended up, when I shot him, he was 16 steps from, from my tree. So that that's pretty close quarters. Yeah, it is. And he's a beautiful two-year-old, I assume two-year-old. Obviously, you don't know, but the characteristics of him definitely seem to be that of a two-year-old. So really yeah. thick, like super thick eight-inch beard probably. But it was like a literal paintbrush. Hmm. But it was not long. It just was like, it was a bush. Like he just had serious thickness you know and yeah, like was that. just gorgeous yeah so he he put on the right show and i'll have the past three that i've killed in that ridge <laughs> mm -hmm. and that was it you know and so that was how the season kind of got started for me here and never went back not once nice yeah and i mean i knew there was two more a minimum of two more in there never went back well and you know if you'd gone back in there and killed one of those, that that'd be one less for this year. But the fact that you didn't kill any means that there possibly are two in there for this coming season. So You know, it just worked out good because if what the science we're hearing from several biologists is true, I killed the satellite bird. You know, he wasn't doing much, if any, breeding. He had no hens. And those two other fellows they had a pile of hens after i shot this one i was sitting with him for a little bit i could hear the hens going nuts with them you know yeah so it worked out great i, I wasn't really being used to populate the area mm -hmm. <laughs> and 
got out of there and the other two hopefully had a had a really good breeding season and made lots of poults you know yeah no doubt uh, i like when it works out that way you know it doesn't always work out that way but you kind of feel good walking out reflecting on it as hey you know i still i took a, a dead turkey's not coming back but i probably did the least amount of damage to this region as i could by killing this guy yeah so and i mean I'm, don't get me wrong. I love when I walk up to a gobbler and he's got those just absolute hooks on him. But if he's a full fan, full-grown gobbler, and he gobbles and comes in, he can, he can ride with me any day. I don't care what his spurs and beard look like. Absolutely. So yeah, so that was uh, that was it. Hopefully, hopefully spring 2023, I'll be talking about the honey hole and how I've made it five years in a row. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. You know, I I mean, I know I speak for everyone when I say this, but just love the hunts this time of year. Yeah. You know, just being able to relive that with you and listen to all the sounds of spring again. You know, yeah. we're we're wrapping summer up, teetering on the edge of fall, and hunting seasons are rolling back in. You know, it's it's we're still, you know, roughly six months out. In fact, we're one ninety six. 20 45 and 35 for alabama so a little over six months but i mean the six months this next six months flies by faster than the previous four months absolutely because football hunting hunting seasons holidays i mean it's it's gonna just fly by and so man it's before we know it it's gonna be time again yeah, and I think I texted you. I saw four really big longbeards the other day. Mm-hmm. They're they're in a place I can hunt. And it's probably going to cause me to go get another bow. <laughs> I don't know if I told you, but I got so mad last year with my bow, I sold it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have one anymore. <laughs> so this is a spot that you can't gun hunt? Well... You could, but bow season starts in 16 days, and shotgun starts in 37 days. So, okay, I'm just getting impatient, especially because I was sitting there looking at them last Thursday, and they are there was four big dudes. I'm talking boss hogs, and then there was three younger gobblers in a separate group, same area, but those are like gonna be next year's two year olds. You know, they're kind of Jake and a half right now. Mm-hmm. but the four the four big dudes were I, mean, I could see their spurs they're they're old men you know they are they're what you want yeah so if i uh, i mean if i could go miss them a couple times with my bow that'd be pretty fun does tennessee allow during your your bow gobbler season do they allow you to shoot an arrow gun you i don't know, even like know a, what an arrow gun is it's so. an air gun that shoots arrows it shoots bolts Huh. Now we're cooking. That sounds like something I could actually use. Because arrow rifle. Yep. I'm I'm finding them. If you if they allowed that, that would be cool. That would be give me an actual chance to hit something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to look into that. I'll be texting the game warden after we get off the line, but but yeah. So I got got a couple different suitors out there for fall turkey season, so we'll see if I can make it happen. Awesome. Good deal. Well, I'm still getting a few turkey pictures here and there. I actually went and went to my property Saturday morning with my buddy Todd and got him to help help me pull the tractor off. So I got the tractor running and then I promptly, well, I say promptly, I got one of my food plots bush hogged 
And I said, you know, I really don't like that clump of briars down in the bottom little gully in this field. I'm just going to mow it down, which I do about once every two or three years. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it, it just seems to get so thick and it's not a big spot at all. I mean, it may be 10 feet by six or eight feet. It's not a big area at all, but you know, I mow it down just every so often because I don't want it just growing up and yeah, it's just aesthetics more than anything really. And so I got down there with a the tractor with a bush hog on it and hit, I'm not even going to say it's a rock. It was a boulder <laughs> with a bush hog and broke the blade. Nice. So I said, well, you know, I literally had one patch of grass that I had not cut, of weeds that I'd not cut, that was probably three feet by five feet. Just a little pass with the six-foot bush hog, and I was done with that field. Yeah. So I pulled up to it with the tractor. I turned the bush hog on, and of course, it was this god-awful vibration and noise, and I hit that little area real quick shut the bush hog back off, drop the bush hog off the tractor, put the, attach the disc, disc up that field. And on my last pass, disking the field, one of the brackets that holds one of the, the disc axles onto the actual frame of the disc broke. Mm. And so it left a portion of the disc laying in the field. So I tore up my <laughs> bush hog and tore up my disc all in the same day, but it was right I mean, literally right at the end of when I needed it for that one field. So I got some seed in the ground. It's early for Alabama, but I was watching the weather, and we're getting rain right now. And as soon as this rain stops, it's going to be dry season. And so I was ready to get some seed in the ground. Looks like we're going to have some cooler temperatures. Instead of being in the mid-90s, we're going to be mid-upper 80s after this rain stops. And uh, I'm a little nervous just because of the heat, but I'm excited just to see if it actually turns out planting it this early. So Nice. Yeah, I got I got some plots we got to get done this month, but my brothers are out elk hunting and need some help. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If you pay for my airfare, I'll come up there and There you go. You. <laughs> Your airfare. Says the man who's wanting to come deer hunt with you for free. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come, come whack them. Yeah, whack but you have to stack. pay me to come up there and help you. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. What are friends for? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, cool, man. Do you have a favor of the week this week? We're going to go with the one I did a couple weeks ago again. If you are enjoying the show... Leave us a review and let us know. You know, we really appreciate those reviews. They, I read a lot of them. Seeing people who are encouraging on there is really nice. Or if you have a suggestion in the review, take that to heart. But, you know, those five-star reviews are, are pretty awesome. We really appreciate it. And yeah. we, we just a crossed a massive milestone. Yeah. One million downloads. One million downloads. And that's even since we switched hosting services. So that's a million downloads with this new hosting service. And I can't even remember how long we've been using them now, but yeah, man, that's exciting stuff. And thank you guys for listening. You know, we've said this before, but we would do the show if no one listened, (laughs) but it sure makes it a lot more fun when people listen, you know, we get to hear from you guys and you're asking questions about things that, you know, are, are that we're talking about on the shows and, you know, it's, it's just, it's a one-sided conversation for us talking to you guys 
So when we get to hear back from you on social media or hear back from you with your reviews on the show, when you email us and say, hey, you know, I'd like to hear John Doe talk about whatever topic, you know, that's that's exciting for us. And so to know that we hit a million downloads and that you guys are still listening to the show this time of year is awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, for us. no doubt. No doubt. So that's your favorite of the week. And thank you all for listening. You want to wrap us up? Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.